0: So on more positive notes, I have 80 cloves of garlic on my patio.
1: I saw, yeah, nice. What are yeah. you going to do with them? You're going to pickle it, or what are you going to do? Eat them. <laughs> yeah, but they are, they're they're going to start sprouting again. Not if you cure like, them.
0: Curing them, right Okay.
1: Now. Drying them. Okay, yeah. Um,
0: like, I'm leaving them outside in, like, a shady area, because it's supposed to be dry for the next five days, and if it gets rainy, I bring them inside, cure them, and then once they're dry, then they won't sprout.
1: Well, hard to describe
0: 80 cloves of garlic, but not 80 episodes of this podcast, because this is episode 75 of the Halcyon Frequency podcast, hosted by me, Blind, and I'm joined by FG Squared. How are you today?
1: Yeah, I'm here. Hello. Um, I'm, I'm okay. A bit tired because it's, it's a day off, so I've been just lazing about, so I'm currently sort of in the, uh, I could just go to bed right now and sleep, uh face of my day but it's okay it's okay it's been really nice here like it's been it's it's still hot it's we've been hot have had we- hot weather here for like 7 weeks straight oh, it's boy. very weird yeah it's very not uk weather at all so um yeah i have a i have a very ungamer tan sorry i know it's been good it's been good i i'm and...
0: quite tanned because i've gotten sunburnt like 4 times in a row <laughs> in the mm. past few weeks um, but yeah you know, it's definitely a farmer's tan lift up my <laughs> sleeve shirts and I'm just like pasty white on my shoulders so
1: oh yeah 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 yeah. I, I I tend to roll up the sleeves or wear like tank tops but still it's like if you move them to the side you can see I have I have um um a wedding ring lines because I've been wearing it like mm. while being in the sun so I just there's just a line on my finger now <laughs>
0: <laughs> My dad had this problem where, like, he wore his wedding, wedding ring for so long that, like, he couldn't actually take it off. And at one point had to get it cut off and then resized.
1: Oh, God. Yeah, no, like, no, no. mine, just mine is, took it off. Yeah, mine's doing the opposite right now. Because I've been, I've been, like, working out for, like, two we- two months every day. So mm. I've lost weight. So, like, I need to go buy a new one because soon to Because the ones that we got are... Um,
0: Size too large.
1: Well, then they—they are now. They—it was—it yeah. was fine, fitting me fine, but now it's too big. But it's tungsten, and you can't resize tungsten. Yeah. But it's also uh, really cheap, so it's fine. Like this is a thirty quid, thirty-five quid ring, so whatever.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's not like it's a golden, diamond whatever u- ugly thing. So. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um. Yeah. I got back from a, uh, a a pretty fun vacation. I got to watch cars go fast in a circle. And they went fast in a circle, and some of them didn't finish. And it was entertaining, <laughs> and people cheered. Uh, when the billionaires went around on the uh, the flatbed trucks that they get to ride around on before the race, everybody booed them, mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> which was a good time. Uh, oh, nice.
0: So, you know, ap- apparently um, there there was plenty of celebrities, but I didn't spot any of them on the... Like pit lane trucks that went around. So, obviously, I would mm-hmm. assume that they'd stay back and not actually go on that portion because who wants to get booed by a crowd of like 300,000 people? Um,
1: yeah. I don't know. That doesn't sound very fun, does it? I
0: mean, <laughs> I'm sure they're laughing all the way to their private jet on the way home. So, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, It's kind of
0: hard to like, you know, like if you're gonna be that rich and you're gonna pay like thirty thousand dollars for your Formula One tickets, and then you get to ride around in front of the crowd and they boo you. I mean, like, come on, we're gonna cheer for the medical car right after them, so like, because <laughs> the medical car, they're actually doing us a service. Whereas the, they are, um, yeah, that's true. The, yeah uh, billionaires there, I guess they're just paying bills for somebody at Formula One, but yeah,
1: it yeah, was a good. I vacation. guess that. They're them. making sure that the event stays up available. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean,
0: like you can do that at any sporting event, right? Like any football game or any like any kind, any baseball game, any kind of sports game. Like you could pay ludicrous amounts to have I don't know an all-you-can-eat buffet in a private room. So, yeah, that's true. Like that, that just exists in every sport. It's not unique to Formula One. No, Although, I don't think not. they parade them around on trucks in most sports, which is why it's particularly easy to boo them.
1: Now now I just want to see rich people getting, like, pulled along by a Zamboni on, like, a little sled on an yeah. ice hockey game.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'm here for it. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I, probably, what actually would going, happen, <laughs> probably what would actually happen is they would just, like, give them skates or, like, those shoes that you can walk on the ice and just let them walk in a circle around the ice. Probably <laughs> what they would actually do. Because, like, you know, the, this, the, the Formula One track is, like, six and a half kilometers long, right? Yeah. So, like... And they have, like, five minutes to get around it. So they just put them on the back of a truck and wheel them around. Mm. But I don't know. I, I have some v- v- video on my phone of people billing them, and it's very funny. <laughs> but, you know, nice. that's... And then aside from that, I just kind of walked across Montreal a whole bunch, got bagels, got a very, 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 very stacked meat sandwich once. It was mm. very good. Food. Yeah. I, I ate good, good to... food and wandered in circles in Montreal for a few days, and had very alcoholic ice cream. I, I found a brewery that uh, makes soft serve out of all of their ice cream, and they had a imperial stout. So I had um, soft serve imperial stout, and it was very good. Ooh! I will go. I will yeah. go back there for that again because it's like <laughs> that is <laughs> extremely good ice cream, but also it gets you drunk, um, which is what I did right before I got on a plane. Flew home. Took the bus to the plane. It was easy enough, but um, mm. yeah.
1: Not nice bad. Sounds vacation. like it was a good vacation. Yeah, good vacation. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to my vacation. Can't wait. Going to Japan. Yeah, less than less than three months, which is crazy.
0: Yep. Getting there.
1: It's two and a half months away. Is mm-hmm. bonkers. Where has time gone? This um, entire year.
0: Time is a human <laughs> construct and has no meaning. I think. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. This
0: this year's got by really quick, and I I I don't know if it's like this is just the norm now and years go by quick or like if the last few years were really slow so now things are just kind of like snapping by because at, at least for me like the first three months of this year just like banished because of Dwarf Fortress stuff right mm. it's like stuff's calmed down quite a bit now but geez <laughs> the first it's, few months of I the don't... year just went
1: yeah I don't know this it's, it's weird because because like the time since the pandemic started has felt simultaneously like 3 months have passed but also an entire decade so i don't know i think it's just permanently messed up my like how i perceive time now mm-hmm. it's just messed up forever i think there yeah, is yeah there's,
0: there's probably something going on there I, I i don't know it's like a weird collective ptsd or something
1: definitely yeah god absolutely 100% that's also the whole, you know, getting older and the older you are, the faster time passes yeah. or like, like the, you, you feel that time passes, obviously it doesn't pass any faster, but it feels like it does. Right. So,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, no, yeah. like your, your, your past comparisons for time going forward changes. So that like, yeah, like when yeah, 10 years yeah. is like a hundred percent of your life, one year is adding 10%, but when you're 40, it's like a much smaller percentage.
1: And now I feel called out. I no, just, kidding.
0: <laughs> I apologize.
1: That <laughs> nah, is fine. I'm not actually 40 yet, so it's totally fine. Even and even if like even if I were, I wouldn't actually. I was just just joking. <laughs> I don't actually care. Definitely I don't I... care.
0: Nope, not at all. Mm-mm.
1: No, you know what I what I care about when it comes to age? Mm. People making those stupid jokes. Oh, women don't age. They just get 18 plus, you know, level 13 or something like that. That what? annoys me.
0: I've never heard this before.
1: That annoys me. I don't like you know, I I don't mind people asking my actual age. Like that's fine. But like that whole, you know, oh my god, you can't talk about women's age thing. Uh, oh, that annoys me. But anyways, we're not here. I was gonna say this, this seems
0: like a problem I've never encountered for obvious reasons being a, a dude, but that's...
1: it happens so often. It's like it's like um it's a culture like well, it's not really a cultural thing, but like it's certain in certain groups it's apparently not polite to ask how old women are how old uh. you are as a woman so yeah it's uh, it's it's a thing which is really funny because then you have cultures like um china or korea where it's very important to suss out who's older and it's like like the most important question and like they will ask you like straight up how old are you just so i can like make sure to like address you respect you know respectfully <laughs> i don't know it's very funny it's very funny huh no it has the whole thing it it ties into the whole you know women have to be young and beautiful if they're old they're like you know no longer relevant and blah 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 and all that sort of bullcrap that i don't want to rant about right now because this is not the fg rants podcast this is a this is a the halcyon frequency podcast
0: (laughs) And because this is the Halcyon Frequency Podcast, it's also a video game podcast. And we've got a lot yes. of games to talk about, so I think we're going to take a real quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about a uh, billion and plus one demos. And I've got like two games to talk about, so it should be good. Back <laughs> after this. All right. And we're back with episode 75 of the Halcyon Frequency Podcast. Uh, so F- FG, you've got um, a very long list of games. And also Steam Next Fest. How do we want to do this? Um, do we want to just talk about Steam Next Fest as a whole, and then talk about our games that we want to talk about, or uh, do yeah, I want to start with demos. Okay, let's 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 start with Next Fest. So, how's your? Because like you've been around and like you've been playing a lot of Next Fest demos. I've watched some and I've played a couple, but I haven't done too much. So, um, how's the Steam Next Fest been as a whole for you?
1: Um, it's actually been like really, 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 really good. Um, I was a bit disheartened after. The last Next Fest in February, because there were so many demos that were just, that they they just I don't know. It's they felt on one hand a little bit cobbled together, which I understand because people usually are crunching trying to get a demo build out, right? But they also lagged so hard in accessibility setting, and like every game I tried at last Next Fest had like either smooth cam or motion blur or head bob or screen shake that you couldn't turn off, like no settings whatsoever um and um it was a bit disheartened because you know it's always usually a fun thing because you get to discover games that you don't necessarily otherwise maybe would find um but like i had to like delete so many games of my wish list during that next fest because it was bad but this next fest is like the complete opposite (laughs) so um it's it's been really good so many like new games as well that haven't had demos yet in any of the next fest because you know they're like the repeat i don't want to call them offenders but like games that have like you know that 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 have been part of several next fest at this point and they're still not out um and this time around there were super duper many new new ones they were really creative ones um not just like let's say not everything was either like a vampire survivors clone or like a stardew valley clone or something like that like original like really original ideas as well and it's just been really really good i played i think over 30 demos over this week Mm -hmm. and um no it's been it's been like it's been fantastic i've had a i've had a really good time um checking them out and uh found a whole bunch of gems um unfortunately also had some real big disappointments um on the Thursday in particular like that was just the day apparently where there were just disappointing games but not everything can be a winner right or like vibe with you
0: mm-hmm.
1: so there's that um but yeah no it's been it's been fantastic it's still going on like if you if you're listening to the podcast today on Sunday um you still have a chance to get in and play uh, some more demos cuz uh next fest is still going on right it's going oh is it no, it's not over yet, is it? No, it goes, it goes until twenty sixth. Yeah, till Monday, right? Yeah, okay. It's just, uh, I think my Steam has realized that I've played so many demos that they don't advertise Steam Next Fest to me anymore. Oh no! <laughs> I think they're going like, oh, you've played them all, so um, you can just go and 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 you know, um, you don't need to be like reminded of that anymore. Um, so yeah, you can still play play loads um gosh i'm trying to think i played so many it's hard to it's hard to pick favorites but obviously i have to pick some favorites because i can't talk about all of them otherwise does what turn into the fg podcast
0: <laughs> <laughs> i mean the, the the fg podcast is like wouldn't be a bad thing but like i mean i i can just i don't really have much to say about it but i can shout out a demo at the start here if you want yeah go for it stunt derby it's um, a game being made by Cryptic C and uh, Noclip. So Noclip are the people who do the uh, video game documentaries on YouTube. And uh, Cryptic C is a longtime developer, solo dev, who he made one of the first uh, Bridge Builder games way back in the day, mm-hmm. um, and as well as some other games that you've probably played but don't realize it, because he made a lot of web-based stuff, a lot of very physics-y web-based stuff back in the day. And he's got a couple of releases on Steam and some that like kind of went into development hell and never finished, like Sabrosa. But um, essentially, mm-hmm. like Noclip wanted to know what it was like to publish a game on Steam and like what the marketing was like, because it's kind of hard to interview developers about that, because a lot of them are they under ndas or just don't want to talk about it um so that they're they're basically like documenting the entire process of making this game and it's just a old school like racing game where uh you can build a track with a couple of clicks on a little 3d environment and then you and 100 bots can race around it or you and up to 100 players on a server can race around it and the final game is going to be five bucks the the demo has multiplayer and it's a lot of fun
1: so if you're into racing games, that sounds uh, like a fun thing to check it's out.
0: very simple. It's just, like, arrow keys, controls. Like, it's very mm. low maintenance. It's just drive and uh, crash into things and get knocked off the track.
1: Nice. Yeah, very I fun. see. Okay, yeah. So it's not just, a, like, the track is very crazy and goes up and down. and There's loopings and loopy yeah. loops and all that sort of stuff.
0: Yeah, there, there's randomly generated tracks, and then there's... Um,
1: you mm-hmm. can make your own...
0: And uh, there's two different modes. There's, there's uh, normal racing and then there's team battle where only one car from each color needs to make it through the checkpoint in order for everybody mm. to qualify, which can be a lot of fun when you have 100 cars of uh, four different colors. And so it's four different teams of 25 trying to get to one checkpoint and trying to stop everybody else from getting to the checkpoint. It's, it's, it's somewhere between like a racing game and Fall Guys. It's actually quite fun.
1: That actually sounds really fun. Yeah, that yeah. sounds really, really, really good. Um, all right, so the first thing I guess I should probably uh add these into the document uh for our lovely editor to keep track of, <laughs> which is definitely not blind this time around. No, nope, I'm editing uh, this time. Yep, yeah, I know, I know that's why, but I'll, just for just 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 to help you so you know which ones I'm talking about. Um, so the first one I want to talk about. Um, so now I played it actually really, really early, and I really enjoyed it. Um and it's uh it's a game called A Little Guardsman. Um it's basically if I were to break it down, it's papers please, but hilarious and adorable. Like and it's got cutesy cartoon graphics, it's got lots of humor, and um yeah, but but you still have to interrogate people and decide whether or not they can enter into the city and you can like x-ray them and you can like give them truth serum and uh, all that sort of stuff. But you only have like limited amount of action. So you have to kind of um, uh, decide what to do. And there's like a whole bunch of, so the demo, the demo mostly showed you that. The, the whole gameplay. There is a lot more because you can actually, like, leave the, um, the guard post and, like, walk around the area. It's called the Sprawl. And the one thing that the demo shows you is, for some reason, you participate in a game show to choose which hero goes after the princess. And it's, like, really wild and wacky, and it's like a spoof of, like, you know, like those family game shows and that sort of stuff. It's a bit... It feels a bit weird because you're... You don't quite understand why you're doing it at that point, and then the demo ends. But um, it's 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 gonna it's it no it's 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 great. It's like it's a fun game. It's really fun, and and uh, the art is great. The humor is really funny, and um, yeah, you're also a twelve-year-old child because uh, basically, I, I should probably mention that it's quite important. You're a twelve-year-old child. Your dad is puts you in charge, because he has to go to the pub to gamble, and so you're a 12-year-old trying to make all these decisions and it's just kind of a mess, and it's, uh, yeah. Sounds it's, like a it's lot. Quite...
0: <laughs> but also... There's a
1: lot going on, yeah. It's, it's 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 yeah. It is, it is quite like Papers, Please in a way, because there's, like, so much story and, like, stuff going on in the background like that, but obviously not a, uh, you know, Soviet dystopia, but rather like, cute Not always wholesome uh, cartoony stuff. But really, really good. Um, Supposedly coming out this year. Don't have a detailed release date yet though. Um, And it doesn't... It looks like it's not going to be an early access game. Which is good. Um, So hopefully that's going to be good. And the cool thing is... um, Because you can handle situations differently. It's not just a one playthrough type thing. Because mm-hmm. you can you can resolve situations differently, and you can decide like you don't fail if you let somebody through that you shouldn't have let through, and it, uh, it also has the mechanic where you can roll back time and redo the day if you're not happy with how you handled it. So like, it's it's a bit more forgiving than paper's please in a way.
0: Gotcha. But
1: but yeah, I I like it, and I still want to know because I forgot to do it why you can't x ray x ray trolls because for some reason you're not allowed to x ray trolls. But I don't know why. <laughs> but you
0: can X-ray other people.
1: Yeah, you can X-ray everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. It's 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 fantasy, but there is some technology somehow. It's it's a really I don't know. It's a really cool, interesting uh, setup. I like it. It was fun. Interesting. Um, yeah.
0: yeah, it's 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 nice to hear that other people are taking a stab at that because that's kind of like a thing that was pretty one-off with Papers Please. Like, like there's there's that one other that's like trying to do that, but in space, I think. But largely. Hmm. There really isn't much else like that outside of Papers, Please. Yeah, so.
1: yeah, that's true. I oh God, Which one was that even? I think that's that another was
0: supp- demo, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, but like it was supposed to already come out because I I actually really I played it and I enjoyed it. But like it was in
0: it's... space. It was on a space station, and you had to like that was how you let new people in or whatever was playing Papers, Please.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I, I really enjoyed it, and I literally can't think of the name anymore.
0: Cosmic something?
1: I want... Yeah, it was something something station, or, like, Galactic... Was it Galactic Path Station?
0: Uh, I don't know. Uh, something like of, that? All I know is I'm looking at the Steam Next Fest right now, going, and it it, it ends at 10 a.m. on... uh monday which means i'm not actually gonna be able to stream any of these demos i've got a couple downloaded oh. that i want to stream but i was Dang gonna it. i return on monday which means unless mm. they're running already i won't be able to stream them
1: well that's a shame maybe maybe they don't get removed maybe they won't get removed
0: yeah may- maybe the demos will stay up like a lot of demos yeah. stay up but because like i i really yeah. want to play um the Isles of caliph caliph uh c-a-l-i-p-h mm, yeah which is a first-person dungeon crawler, i.e., like Grimrock.
1: I saw that. Yeah, that looked really that looked um, interesting. But it's by like Schmidt. The, work- the visual workshop. style, yeah.
0: It's by Schmidt Workshops, who's a pretty active like
1: indie mm. dev
0: on Twitter and uh, on itch.io. So I'm just kind of curious about that because I've been seeing gifts of it for the past eight months. Mm-hmm. So.
1: I found the one that we were talking about by the way it's Galaxy Pass Station. Galaxy Pass Station. Okay. And they've they've pushed back their release date once again. I feel like they've pushed back their release date by two or three months already. Like two or three times already. Now it's supposedly coming out in September, but who knows. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's next on the
0: docket of things that you must discuss?
1: Yeah, man, there were so many. Um all right. All right. Let's let's talk about this one cuz I already was really hyped for this game, mm-hmm. and uh, it it held up everything in the demo that I that I hoped this game would have. And it's called Broken Roads. It's a turn-based CRPG, top-down, post-apocalyptic, but it's set in Australia, so it's not like Europe centric so or U.S. centric. It's not like I mean, like it's not. Obviously, that's like the, the association that people get, but no, it's like their own know, world. I'm, and I'm it's...
0: just being a jackass. But... Yeah,
1: yeah, no, I get it, I get it. And so it's I, um.
0: I have a question. I'm looking yeah. at this this game here, uh, Broken Roads, and I'm yeah. I'm looking at the screenshots. Screenshot number nine. What in the world is standing in the wheelbarrow?
1: Screenshot number nine. What's standing in the wheelbarrow? Where is it? Right hand on screen. Oh, I think that's a mannequin.
0: Why does it Pretty have true. a bucket on its arm and something impaled through its stomach?
1: Decoration. Maybe it's like a target practice dummy. Maybe, I don't maybe know. Maybe it's but, an Australian yeah. thing. Yeah, probably. We don't have any probably. Aussies here to
0: comment, so this might just yeah. be a culturally common thing.
1: It is. It is. It is very Australian, and I like it as a setting because it's it's very different from like say like either things like you know the original two Fallout's or. Mm-hmm. Um, atom rpg which took it to you know soviet russia or like what was what left over uh, what was left over of soviet russia after nuclear apocalypse and um they have all like obviously they have all like australian voice actors and stuff like that they've got um uh aboriginal uh voice actors as well in there and that sort of stuff like it's very culturally australian and diverse and you've got like kangaroos running around and that all that sort of stuff and it's just it's it's a fantastic crpg and um it like holds up everything that you want to do like you get you get um you know you have like all the options you can you can assign your stats so and there's a lot of stats like there's obviously your primary stats like charisma agility strength blah blah, blah whatever but then you've got like 18 secondary stats and um you've got like for example, drunken mastery, so you can literally drink, and you get better at stuff if you're drunk, and that sort of stuff. Like it, 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 it is, it is a really good spiritual successor to those earlier CRPGs because um, it has all of those systems, and it has like a really big morality system as well, uh, with a really big morality wheel. And the more you double down on your moral choices, the m- like it gives you a chance to like do like like successfully do higher checks like skill checks in your morality it's like very interesting and then they also have something basically like they call it punt points um and it's a skill that you can stack into and basically what punt points are is you can spend those points to maybe do something you otherwise couldn't so it's like it's it it has this really cool system that's that's that, that sounds relatively rigid, but you can spend those points to like break out of the rigidity of the system, which is cool because you can you can um, you know it, it makes the character just a lot more rounded and I just really liked it. I played it I played for two hours. I didn't play through the entire demo because CRPG. And unfortunately the one thing that is a bit sad, um, It's got voice acting, but not everything is voice acted. Mm. So there's still a lot of stuff to read to read. Like they've got the important bits voice acted, um, but it's not fully fully voice acted. So like doing two hours was still really really hard on my voice. But if you like CRPGs, um, I would highly recommend checking that one out. It is it is turn based. Um, it's got you know like aps and cover and and like you know and that sort of stuff you can do you can do um like um, sniper rifles assault rifles pistols there's melee so um you there is a secondary skill um i think it's called junker where you just can pick up stuff uh, you can pick up junk and you put it in your actions action like um uh what do they call it like i don't even remember what they call it but you have like you have like slots you can put in your action slots you put just put junk in your action slots and you can chuck that at people if you want to as like an attack i don't know like it does a lot of stuff that, you know the the more streamlined crpgs don't really do and i really enjoyed it and the setting was really really cool as well and they have like four different origin stories and yeah no it was really good
0: and
1: once again the game was
0: called broken something
1: Broken, broken Roads, yeah.
0: Broken Roads. Yes. Broken, broken roads, roads
1: comes yeah, comes out sometime this year as well. Um I don't know if it's these people's first game. Cause it's always
0: hard to tell, especially with the way Steam is set up now. Because it always leads yeah, to publishers well, yeah, instead of yeah. developers half the time anyway.
1: Yeah, but, but also um just shout out to the uh to the devs uh name because they're called Drop Bear Bites. <laughs> mm-hmm. Of course drop yep. bear bites. Drop bears. yeah. I I think this is their first, yeah. This is their first game actually. First yeah, game this game is, the is their studio. debut title. Well, that's yeah. interesting. And so far, it's really really good. I'm really really liking it. Like the demo was everything I wanted it to be. Well,
0: that's great to hear. Um, yep. play anything else that you want to talk about?
1: There are there are a lot. Do, do
0: you do you want me to natter on about Trepang too? For a couple minutes, give you a break, and then you can talk about some other things.
1: Um, no, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna pick out one more. Okay. And then I'm gonna be done. And the one I'm gonna pick out is called Cataclysmo, and Cataclysmo, um, stood out to me, um, because it's it's basically the general gist is they are billions, right? Wave defense, okay. base wave defense. Gotcha. But with verticality, so you can build buildings on top of each other. You have to build structures to reach higher levels in the terrain. Um, like you have to pay, pay, uh, build stairs, and there's like um, um, like a load system. So at the bottom, you have to put stone if you put lots of stuff on. T- uh, if you want to put lots of stuff on top, because wood can't handle it and that sort of stuff. So you have this this really nice fantastic art style as well plus the verticality of the map it's not just a flat map like it is and they are billions right and um that really stood out to me um it's it's really fun um because the the building is just so much more nuanced because you can build your um you know, you build your walls and the, the thicker and higher you make your walls, the stronger they get, and that sort of stuff. It's not just put down a stone wall and you're done. Like you can, you can it, it, it combines the building but with um the, the wave defense. And it's like it's like they are billions. They come at night. That they, they come that's when the big waves come, but there will be continuously continuous enemies like attacking you, but you can also go and clear the map and then they won't, uh, and that sort of stuff. And um it's it's a really cool um hmm. combination of of because yes, there've been there a billion like inspired there are billions inspired games yeah, there's or been, clones.
0: Like, diplomacy diplomacy is not an option in a few others
1: yeah and and age of darkness and stuff, but none hmm. have had the verticality in it um that this one has and and that made it really stand out, and uh yeah, I'm excited for this to come out unfortunately, this one does not yet have a um Release status is release just coming date. soon. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. But it's really, really, really fun. And you can also pause it. So it's it's real time strategy, but with pause. Obviously, there's gonna be people gonna be playing this, you know, no pools and that sort of stuff. But I really, really, really enjoyed it. Um played the demo also for like two um hours. Oh, this is but I didn't even check who the devs are. These are the people who made Moonlighter.
0: Oh. Huh. Ah, yeah. Interesting.
1: Okay, that's why the art is so nice. Yeah, because they they do really good art.
0: <laughs> that's why the art is so nice is because their last game also had really nice art.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, works. those are those are probably like I could I could talk about ten more demos at this point, but I won't. Um, but those are like definitely ones that like really really stood out. Gotcha. For sure. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I kind of feel like I took a bad week off because like you know it's just the opportunity to do everything else for a week. Um but uh mm, yeah you know now now that like I, I come back the day that the next fest ends and I'm worried that I'm not, not gonna be able to play any of them. But we'll see. Uh although what I have been doing um during my time off is slowly plucking away through the video game Trapang Two, um, which is published by uh, Team Seventeen and made by Trapang Studios. Um this game's <laughs> been around for a while. I remember seeing like GIFs of it on Twitter like a couple of years ago. Um, so it's been in development for a little bit. This game is almost no substance. It's got a threadbare story of very generic characters. Um, you wake up in a prison, and there is a demo for it. And I think the demo is still available. Let me just double check. Yeah, demo is still available. So the demo is the first two missions. And um, the basically, you, you wake up, and you're in... This weird facility and you're handcuffed and you have no memories and you get hit in the back of the head with a gun and it plays this weird like almost James Bond-esque like epic music and it's like wow this is weirdly angelic and then you go through a little stealth sequence um breaking out of this prison and very quickly you realize that you have active camo uh you can push a button and Mm -hmm. go invisible um and then uh you 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 find some pistols and then you wreck havoc um this is if you've seen john wick it's like that but a video game um you can go there's bullet time you can go into slow motion you can quick slide you can if you jump into the air and melee while you're in the air you do like a like roundhouse kick or like double kick with both feet which propels you backwards so if you like time it at the right angle you can like power slide past a bunch of dudes vault into the air and then bounce off four guys heads and make them all explode uh, which is phenomenal, although it doesn't kill them if they have helmets on. It just knocks their helmets off and knocks them over, so then you shoot them with a shotgun. Or you pick them up, pull the pin on their grenade, and throw them, which is even better. Um, it's just, <laughs> it's a lot of really fun mechanics for a first-person game with guns and enemies that curse really loudly at you when you shoot them. Um, and I I have talked about this, this game before on this podcast in, in the format of the demo, but now that I have the full game, I can pretty, like, Safely say this game is a full on spiritual successor to the original Fear. Um, right down to the way the enemies operate, uh, they are, are constantly barking lines of dialogue at you, and it's like crass to a point where it's hysterical. Like this, th- we do mark this podcast as explicit, so it's like he's behind the fucking window, get him! He's he just went behind the fucking wall. He, I can't wait. He's, he's fucking us up. We're all fucking dead, kind of shit. And it's it's very satisfying when they just like scream in different ways when you pick them up and throw them. <sighs> Anyway, um, also you can dual wield pump action shotguns, which has one of the greatest reload animations I've ever seen in my life.
1: <laughs> like literally, <laughs> one of
0: the guns is in midair at every, at at all points. So it's like shoot, throw it into the air, catch it, do the like pump action while shooting the other gun, then throwing that one in the air and then catching it, and vice. It's it's ridiculous, um, but. Uh, and then once you kind of get through kind of the initial zones, um, you get sent back to a home base and there's a bit of an economy to the game, uh, where you're buying loadouts on, on the start of new missions. Um, there are side missions, which are basically like wave defense things in different, in different areas where you have to like proximity hack. And I'm doing this in air quotes, um, like servers and stuff and uh once you progress through those story missions a little further this is almost a twist but there's literally a screenshot of it on the steam page so i don't feel like i'm spoiling anything but light spoilers i guess uh there are zombies and cryptids in this game and um one of the uh or i guess the evil uh corporation horizon corporation of the pandora institute which is just a bunch of words that means nothing there is lore in this game that you collect and in intel but i've read none of it because me nah. um it seems kind of <laughs> dark uh <laughs> and to a point where it might ruin the game for me but like they're 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 making cryptids so like the first major boss of the game is mothman and like he's just a dude with wings and who like vomits acid on you (laughs) and you just shoot him a bunch with a shotgun um yeah it's it's real fun it's real dumb it's got very little substance like i said it's got guns that feel great and they're customizable you can put silencers on them and stuff it's got bullet time and you can slow my roundhouse kick a guy into red paste trepang too. it's very fun been enjoying it
1: (laughs) nice sounds sounds something to play after you maybe uh, like you need like if you need to let let off some steam oh yeah maybe you know really really
0: really loud like digent metal soundtrack too <laughs> like
1: yeah yeah makes sense yeah yeah and, yeah.
0: and then like you know uh you finish clearing a room and then the enemy commander comes on the radio and goes oh fuck they're all dead and it's like yes got them <laughs> um, yeah and then you run into the Boys. next room and then dudes scream like crazy because you're an unstoppable force of darkness also th- this game mm. does have like some pretty extreme difficulty modes just put it on easy and just bounce off people's heads it's it's great <laughs>
1: Yeah, some- sometimes you just need like a game that where you can just mow down. Yeah, you know, and clear a room. Yeah, yeah definitely. I've,
0: been, I've I've been putting it on medium uh, or, to, or normal, whatever the normal difficulty is. Mm. There's like eight difficulties above that, but like, nah, <laughs> I'm good. Um, I'm I'm good. And also, you can like adjust the difficulty permission too. So like, there's no like straight oh, difficulty and anything. It also just has a cheats menu as well, which is kind of neat. Um, which you can just activate. It disables achievements, but that's it. Although there is an achievement for cheating. Um and it's like you can <laughs> nice. you you can just disable stamina, unlimited ammo, instant reloads, double the speed of animations, alt perma slow-mo, like there's all kinds of the dumb things. Like all bullets explode. <laughs> um... And, like <laughs> nice. there, there's a big head mode which is fantastic by
1: the dude, way i was dude i was literally just going to ask is there a bobblehead head mode yeah
0: there is and so like oh you can, God, you yes, can play nice. through like this extraordinarily serious Sweet. shooter that's very self-serious with just big heads and they all nice. look like brat dolls like they're ridiculous
1: okay um, you me- I, I, we know. I know we talked about this before because I also got a key for it. So, so you may have, maybe I might just need to play this now too.
0: Just, just play the first mission <laughs> with big head mode on and try and not. Yeah, laugh. yeah, That's exactly,
1: exactly. Yeah, maybe, maybe I'll just, I'll just play it and then talk about it as well and. and... My, because it seems like it has really good reviews on Steam as well. Like,
0: it's 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 a starved fan base who who wants a very specific kind of shooter that Monolith Soft made in 2005, and nobody's really made since. Mm. And this is that. Like the my my biggest complaint about it, from what I've seen so far, is I wish that there was more ridiculous guns. Because like, there's Mm. a shotgun, there's a machine gun, there's a submachine gun, and there's a pistol, and they're very customizable, and they all feel really good, and you can dual wield any of them. But like Nice, that's good, yeah. The the original fear so like there there is like a pretty decent amount of variety there. But the original fear had like a rail gun that would just deskin people. Um it had like uh a, it, it had a rocket launcher. It had a spike gun that sh- shot foot long nails that you could spike guys to walls with. It had a lot of really a couple of really weird guns, and there was like a crossbow for some reason. There, there was some really weird things in Fear that just don't exist in Tripping Two that I kind of wish did, and if they do, I haven't seen them yet. So, um, but from all the footage I've seen, you know, I'm, I'm four hours into the game now. Um, I I haven't encountered any of that, and that that's kind of a mm. bummer. But, you know, the movement tech is better than it was even in fear, right? Like, just being able to bounce off of people's heads and stuff. And, like, the the the, the evil grunts are fun to fight. And the environments are quite varied. Like, it's everything from, like, super whitewashed, like, uh, facilities and office buildings, very akin to fear, all the way up to, like, yo, you're running through a museum. One, one, like, one of the first zones you walk into is, like, this greeting area in, like, a corporate facility. And it's just, it's full of bars like it's just it's every single (laughs) wall is just like glass bottles and there's just like dudes Mm -hmm. everywhere and I threw a grenade and like just wine goes everywhere and I immediately get an achievement which is destroy 100 wine bottles (laughs) I was like great thank you (laughs) excellent
1: done (laughs) next nice very good video game
0: (laughs) Um, it's like when you realize that, like, if you take a dude hostage, there's three options. Throw him, throw him with a grenade or snap his neck. It's like, okay, yeah, this is this is just a very good game. Like, <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah.
1: Sounds very fun. Yeah. Sounds good. No. Okay. You've convinced me. I'm downloading it right now. It, it, enjoy
0: Trepang 2 and turn off head bobble.
1: <laughs> yes, will do. Cool. <laughs> very nice. So uh, I have one more thing to talk about because I did actually also play like a like a release game. You
0: played a video game? Weird.
1: Well, no, a released video game. Early <laughs> access release, but it is released. And um, I've talked about this before on this podcast because I played the demo of this. Um, Mars First Logistics. Yes. And it's basically what it is. Um, you're on Mars... You built rovers and you have to transport cargo with those rovers. And it's 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 not Lego. But it 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 very much like the you connect bits very much like Lego and you can have like movie part like moving parts and you know, you can make clamps and all that sort of stuff, because you have to like you have to transport like crates of oranges and then like a rocket fin and a watering can and all sorts of really awkward cargo across like um not flat very not flat terrain and physics are simulated and uh, later on you get um uh rocket boosters and all sorts of things like that and it's uh it's just really fun it's just really fun like you can you can either try to build like really good vehicles or you can just try to make make do with what you kind of like have, co- have cobbled together and you uh just go and do really silly things <laughs> i had i had a lot of fun um annoying chat with um not building anything but like just trying real hard to get my cargo to where it needed to go uh, so was pushing it yeah yeah pretty much like somewhat or dragging it along like I'm just going to drag that telescope mirror across the surface of Mars. And um, it's just really fun. So you have, like, this really, really big map. It's huge. Like, the map is huge. And you um, you unlock pre-builds, but you can also build your own stuff. Uh, you do contracts to deliver cargo. You get points for that, so you can buy more parts. You unlock more parts by playing. Um, so you can build really cool things. And... Um, you have to unlock radio towers to so because you're basically guiding the rover from afar, right? And um you have to unlock radio towers. So you have to build rovers to get to the radio towers first. And then you can go to the location, see the radio towers and accept the contracts there and, and move things around. And it's just um I don't know. It's a really cool like sandboxy physics game. It's it's it almost feels a little bit like scrap mechanic, mm-hmm. but because you have those missions and it's not just free play, it's a lot more directed. like scrap mechanic was always fun, but I never played it much because there was no direction in right. this in this game is you have to deliver these things and um, you know you have to get this and then it's also also certain things it's like um, you have to at one point transport like a steel beam. yeah, you can drag it there and whatnot, but then when you actually have to deliver it, you have to deliver it standing up, so that adds like a like a layer of complexity. So it's kind of like scrap mechanic meets like you know snow runner or mud runner, trying to get like the because of the physics based you know uh, movement and map and that sort of stuff. And it's um it's really 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 fun. Uh, and you can play it co-op as well if you want to. It's not just single player. I had a really really good fun uh, good time with it. I'm gonna play more next week because it's so fun. And um it also looks visually really pretty because it has this um I don't even I don't know how to describe the the, the art because it's like it's it's it looks sort of like comic not not really comic book style, but like cartoon also bless you. Cartoony style with like and it does have like cell shaded, like it has like the outlines from like shell sh- shading, but it's not like quite cell shaded. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's also really gorgeous and pretty. And it's just, I don't know, it's just really fun. I really enjoyed it. And um, it's, it's also that company's first game, which is really impressive. I always wonder about
0: some of these first games where it's like, is it their first game or is it just like that team's first game? It's very probably
1: very that game. team's. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they've worked with everything and anywhere else. But it's just, yeah, it's really, really fun. I really enjoyed it. And the map is huge. It is huge. Since we yeah.
0: still have a little bit of time here, I've, I've thrown one more game into my list, if you don't mind.
1: Yeah, yeah, no. Oh, um... OK. So no, I actually just checked. You're right. This person has worked on other games. But apparently, it's only just one person making this as well.
0: Mars First Logistics, really? One person. Yeah. Man. That seems Ian e pretty...
1: McLardy, Like, if you click on it, like, if you, it's just one, one dude.
0: What's he worked on previously? I don't
1: know. Uh, Boson X, Assembler, Jump Grid, Catacombs of Solaris, etc.
0: Oh, I know uh, Assembler. I think.
1: Yeah, Shape Shop. So they've done other things, I guess. But yeah.
0: I wonder if this is one of those like single dude plus contractors kind of games. Plus, pro-
1: probably, probably, I think so. Yeah.
0: Because that's kind of what it looks yeah. like at that scale, but.
1: Yeah, no, that it was really good. It's really impressive. Yeah, that's, great that's game. A game no. I,
0: that's the game I've heard some buzz about. It. I've heard some buzz about it on, I, I guess, uh, no longer Waypoint because they don't exist anymore. Remap Radio. I've heard I've heard them talking about it mm-hmm. quite a bit. It's really it's, fun. There's a few people that are excited great. about it over there. So yeah, my uh, final game is uh, that I would like to talk about is called Driftwood, um, which theoretically is a game I would love, but I don't actually like it all that much. It's, I think it's very good, but I don't think it's the fault of the game that I don't like it, I, or I think it's my fault that I don't like it. Um, mm. This is an early access $15 uh, longboarding sim, um, and I didn't realize how much of a sim it was going to be until I started playing it, which is, I think, why it's not for me. Um, mm. But it's a downhill longboarding game um, where you play as a sloth on a longboard going down a hill and there are many different um, tracks in the game, quite a lot of levels, um, and it's very much a mechanics-focused sim. And when I say sim, like, it's cartoony look and the fact that it's a sloth on a longboard and, like, the sloth with a hammock and, like, the very cute design that it's got. This is a sim. Um, you are... Worrying about your momentum, you have uh, several different stances. You can basically t pose to like slow yourself down with drag. Um, you can like hunch over and like lower your center of gravity to speed up. You can push, which is uh, you put your foot to the side and like actually shove and speed the longboard up to a point. Um, and then you get points for drifting, and you get points for near misses. So you get points for dodging cars, and you get points for uh, drifting. Drifting is extraordinarily difficult to pull off and um, controlling the longboard is also very difficult. Uh, this is one of those games where they recommend you play it with a controller, very much yes, play it with a controller if you're going to play it. Uh, you need analog controls, uh, you can play it on a keyboard but it's super suboptimal. Um, and it's, it's a very zen experience when you actually are able to play. Um, I really enjoy the tutorial level because it's easy enough for me to finish it without biffing it constantly. Um, but, uh, the harder levels very quickly, I realized that, oh, this is, this is too much of a sim for me, but I do think that the, the game itself is, like, quite the vibe and if you're willing to put the time in to learn how to, like, accurately drift, I think that there's a... Some really nice mechanics here and some really satisfying feeling game there. And the aesthetic and everything is kinda of awesome. You know, just kind of lo-fi beats and a sloth on a skateboard going down a hill is kinda of, kind of a vibe. So um mm. I'm kind of disappointed I don't like it more, but um like I said, I think that's my fault, not the game's fault.
1: Yeah, no, I I, I get it though. Like if it were just a fun arcade like racer down the the road, yeah, versus like sim racing, I get it.
0: I, yeah. I was hoping for something a little bit closer to, like, Rocky Mountain Downhill or whatever that other game was called. Uh, the first person one on the bicycles it was published by No More Robots, um, mm-hmm. Descenders, that game. I, I was hoping for something a little bit more like that, where it's, like, it, it's very similar aesthetic, but, like... Those games are pretty arcadey and don't require too much finesse. I mean, Descenders kind of does because it is, like, a first-person, like, mountain biking game. But at the same time, like, it doesn't it doesn't require that much precision. Like, you, you can kind of just kind of screw with it and just kind of do okay. But um, this game is very much, like, you have to, like, feather your drifts into the corner and then pull out at the right time so that you can starfish so that you slow down and then speed up and then, like, dodge this car. And, yeah, it's it's... It's pretty spe- specific in what's, what the game's asking you to do. Maybe if it had an easy mode, like a simple controls mode or something. But uh,
1: yeah, that doesn't that that sounds really um, like that sounds quite quite like involved and mm-hmm. not it's it's not arcade right? It's not an arcade racer, so yeah. No, it's, For it's me a personally,
0: very involved sim
1: yeah that would also not be for me like it would be it would be fun if it were like the arcade um type style but yeah. yeah
0: although they they do have a achievement for crashing a hundred times um and so I didn't I, di- I I didn't get that achievement immediately. I did get the the nor- the welcome to Driftwood which is crash which is 96.6% of players have this achievement. But I managed to ragdoll so hard into a, the front of a car at one point that I got stuck the model got stuck in the car and it registered it as 100 crashes instantly. <laughs> so I got I I got that achievement like 2 minutes in. So That is
1: hilarious.
0: Yeah, I, like that was pretty good. <laughs>
1: That uh, is uh, hilarious. That's, that's yeah.
0: driftwood if, if you're interested. And if you longboard in real life, it's probably a game for you.
1: Probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: But we got some uh, news to talk about. So I think we're going to go uh, talk about the news. And, when we, uh, and we're going to go to a real quick break before we do that. So uh, we'll be right back after this. And we're back with episode 75 of the Halcyon Frequency Podcast. And uh, it's time to talk about news. So the first thing up here is uh, some news about Twitch. There's a new feature out. And uh, FG streamed with it running. And I uh, y- used it myself to see how it worked exactly. And this feature is Hype Chat. Uh, FG, yeah, you want to hype- give us the brief rundown?
1: Yeah. So if you're familiar with YouTube uh, slash YouTube live streaming, you basically know what Hype Chat already is. It's basically Twitch's version of Super Chat. Um, you pay an amount of money you type a message in with that amount and it gets pinned to the top of chat it has like a little pillbox that counts down the timer you can click on it and read the message it has like a color on it um twitch also has already in its alerts like it's in in its native alert software already also built in alerts for that i don't think there's an actual api though um and yeah basically it's just that it it, is quite controversial in a way um for one reason it, is, it has the same split as YouTube Super Chat, but Twitch does not pay the fees. Um, the fees get out of the come out of the pocket of the creator. So um, it's actually not quite a 70-30 split. It's more like 65% um, to the creator and 30% to Twitch. Um, so some people are upset about it because obviously a direct tip is still much, much, much better. Um, but, um, I, I am okay with it. Actually, I have to say, cause it is, it is just another tool of engagement, um, that you can do stuff with. Um, it is potentially available to people who don't use PayPal. So they can't tip you directly on PayPal because there are some people that don't use that, that do not want to use PayPal or it is not available in their country. Mm-hmm. But because this goes through Twitch's payment processing, um, I'm pretty sure you can just do it like with a, you know, like a direct debit from your bank account. So, you know, it it it's just another engagement tool. Um, we had some fun with it, like people being able to pin the word butts to the top of my chat. I don't know. It's I'm fine with it. Obviously, yeah, direct tip is still better, but it's it's a tool. It's a tool in the toolbox, and I'm okay with it. I don't know. It I found it. Okay, it's much better than like the, the last iteration that they had where it was like, Yeah, you can pay to send this message, and then the money goes to Twitch, and the streamer gets like front page boost views. I don't know, like, this is well, they, much better.
0: They, they, there's been like three different iterations of this. There was, um, there yeah, was paid promotion when the, the paid boosting that you're referring to, there was elevated yep. chats, and elevated chats was like this, but the uh, there was less. What's the word I'm looking for here? There was less amounts that you could give for worse times, so like it yeah. just ended up being like worse value than the YouTube version. Whereas mm-hmm. this is like basically just a one to one, where it's like five minutes is two minutes and thirty seconds pinned, and all that, all the way up to like five hundred dollars. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think the like I, I'm kind of into two feelings about this. On one side, I think it's good because it's a easier, more transparent way for a person who doesn't understand how bits work to just throw money at streamer. Yeah, yeah that's you yeah. still have bits, right? Like bits still exist. Um yeah. so it's it's a easier way for I guess people who don't want to take the time to learn how Twitch stuff works to do that. Um but I kind of don't like it because they, they don't get anything in response, like in, in as reward for it. Like, you know, with bits, I know that it's kind of crappy, but like at the very least, you're unlocking emotes at certain in, in, uh, incrementations. You're getting badges. You're getting something in return that you can brag about. With this, you kind of don't get anything aside from the pinned mm-hmm. message for a period of time. And yeah, I look yeah. at that and yeah. I go, okay, like give them a badge. Give them, like, a... And, uh, although I would just make a lot of weed jokes if people are like, you're an elevated chatter! Ha! Or... <laughs> but... Um, yeah, I get it. I get it, yeah. Get it, because you're, you're high and at the top. Get it? Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, no, like, I, I wish that there was, like, some sort of built-in leaderboard for them, or... Mm. Some, like, Twitch has all of this stuff already, and it's just, like, you know, if, if we're crediting, like, these weird, ambiguous amounts of money, like gift subs and all of these things, I and this comes to my other point, which is like the lack of transparency, like bits I have, like you can criticize them all you want, but at least they're transparent. The person paying for them knows the amount that they're giving to the streamer, right? Yep. With this, you kind of don't. This is more like gift subs where it's just like, well, I, I guess all of the splits are kind of public now. Like, it's pretty widely available mm. who has what. Like, everybody has 50 50 on tier ones, 60 40 on tier twos, and 70 30 on tier threes for partners. It's 50 50 all, uh, all across the board for affiliates. So, at least like that information is out there now. But with this, it's like, you know, if somebody e- throws a $10 elevated chat at me, or hype chat, I guess is what they're called now, if somebody throws a $10 hype chat at me, it looks like there's $10 going to me when there's not. Yeah. So I don't like that. Like, I really hate that, actually. I think that's kind of shitty. Um, yeah, but I
1: mean, to be fair, it's the same on YouTube. Like on Certainly, YouTube, but
0: it... I'm not on YouTube, right? I don't stream yeah, on no, YouTube. Yeah, no, no,
1: no. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just saying, like, like it also, it's not like YouTube displays, like, the cut, like, easy to see or something like that. Certainly. Um, yeah.
0: But, like, and, you know, I, I I do think it has its benefits. I think it's kind of helpful to a degree, but... Uh, and I agree with you that it's just another option, but I I wish it was more transparent. Yeah. I'm fine with Twitch taking a cut. I'm not one of those people who's like, we should 100% should go to the streamer. I'm not one of those people, and I never will be. Like, Twitch should take their cut uh, because otherwise then they have to get their money from nefarious means, and I don't want that. Um,
1: If Twitch doesn't make money, Twitch is gone, and uh, I like my job. Thank you very much. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I'm not one of those weirdos who's like 100% should go to the streamer. Like, I will never say that. Um, I'm also yeah, not one of those exactly. people who says 95% should go to the streamer. It's like, yeah, 70-30 is like, a, that's a good split. Like, I'm okay with that. But, like, even if they're not paying the fees, like, that's that's fine. Um, what I don't like is that I think there should be a, a, a pop-up saying this percentage will go to streamer or something. Like, I, I want it to be displayed to the person purchasing as yeah purchasing. that'd be good. yeah that's all i yeah, want yeah and i, and I yeah. just you know we like it's it's an open secret now ever since everything got leaked and like they changed it so that we could like state what our splits are or whatnot um and you know like that, then there's people like me where i just barely qualify for the um partner plus stuff which was talked about on the last episode of this podcast which fingers crossed i can get it because that would be a pretty big raise um but like i yeah I, I don't know. I think I would still prefer somebody gift subs because at least somebody gets emotes for that, even though I get less of the money right now. um, I would prefer that you cheer bits because like it puts you on a leaderboard and it gives you badges and emotes
1: yeah no absolutely. it's um the thing that like that that is a really good point, not it doesn't give you anything, but at the same time i don't I don't uh...
0: If they could hook it into their own extension API so that you could use it to trigger sounds or something. Like, yeah,
1: something like that would be good. I or like you, pin you a can... GIF at
0: the top of this chat or something. Like, like it needs something. It needs something more than just pinning something there for five minutes. Well, you
1: can, you can set up the alert, right? So it it works like a normal tip alert or something like that through Twitches. You have to yeah. just use Twitch's alert software. But I mean, that's also nothing like Permanent, of yeah, course. Yeah,
0: that's, that's not a. That's not like that's just an addition to pinning it to the top of the chat. That's yeah, not... yeah. The the
1: the problem is with giving like people like um like a permanent thing. There is very much both badge and emote exhaustion.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. For
1: people. Like but the let, only let them thing unlock the
0: bits emotes with it like it's the same amount of money. Yeah. You know yeah, like that'd be, that'd like just put it into good, the same yeah. hopper there, you know? Like there's yeah. absolutely ways that like if they just credited the amount but, of money but, that was But but hey, the hey, hear me out. Them.
1: Hear me out. I I bet you. I bet you like a 100 bucks that they can't do it because this is a different team who made this compared to the Bits team, and they're not talking to each other, so they don't actually know how the emote, like, attribution or anything like that works, and they can't, they can't make it work with a new system because it's more code just spaghetti on top of each... Other, on top of the entire site.
0: Maybe? I don't know. I just...
1: <laughs> oh, my God. You know what would be good? Like, what actually would be good to unlock with it? Maybe, maybe just one, or just temporary animated emotes. Cause that's like the one thing everybody wants still like in terms of like the whole emote and badge thing like animated emotes that's what, what like people more want. of them yeah yeah, yeah we already yeah, have animated
0: emotes we just don't have many
1: no we only have five yeah like that that is because that is still like you know like that is still like a limited good that's the thing right because it is pretty easy to get quite a lot of tier one emotes nowadays, because you get the five follower emotes, we're we, are, are just we, we are free. so
0: spoiled these days. Like just being. Do you remember
1: segment. when we started and there was one that you'd get in as an affiliate? Back in get, my day, we had
0: one emote. Oh. And we liked it that way.
1: <laughs> actually, actually, I mean to be fair, if we if we're really if we're really going back in my day, it's like back in my day, people subscribed on Game Wisp and they got nothing. <laughs>
0: Yeah, or back in my day, like, partners had four emotes.
1: Yeah. yeah, Remember when, like, I think it was
0: 100 subs got you four emotes? Yeah, yeah. People don't even know how good they have it.
1: (laughs) No, they don't. They really don't. We've just been around way too long.
0: Whenever features like this come out on Twitch, and there's like the normal discourse of people being mad at Twitch about the feature, and I'm sitting there scratching my head, going like, "It's fine. Like, it doesn't. Like, it's not bad. It's fine." Um, Yeah, yeah. And then, like, I look at all these comments of people just being like, "We need a ninety, like, ten split or whatever," and I'm just like, "Jesus Christ!" Like, if only you guys were here ten years ago, none of you like would have survived.
1: Yep. 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 Oh God. So uh, yeah, <laughs> that's that hype chat. It's it's okay. It's not great. It's not amazing. It's okay. It's I'd fine. Say. It's, it's fine. fine. Yeah. It's a thing. Yeah.
0: I, I I don't I, think
1: I... I don't think it'll find widespread usage except in chats that have chats that move really fast.
0: Oh, I, I was gonna say it's gonna have widespread usage on chats that are people who have large YouTube audiences.
1: Maybe that, yeah, because they're used to it. There are some
0: explosively large channels on Twitch that have very low revenue split, that have very low revenue income. Like, if you look at them, like, very, very, very large channels with, like, no bits at the top or gifted subs. And, Mm. like, that's because that's a YouTuber with 4 million subs.
1: True, that might Uh, be. They
0: might just be trying to attract people to stream on Twitch from YouTube. That's my whole theory with this. Maybe as as well, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Yep,
1: yep. Definitely, yeah. But like it's okay to have. Yep. Speaking mm-hmm. of sites
0: with 90 ninety ten splits, or wait, no, it's ninety-five-five split.
1: I th- yeah, I think, I think so anyway. technically.
0: Um if you're, so... if
1: you're dirty enough to take gambling money. Uh yep.
0: what? <laughs> if you want to take it's it's basically like taking blood money. Uh so Kik, this is a a website that um I had to stare at a logo of on the side of a Formula One car all weekend because it's like, oh my god, they really did sponsor a Formula One car, didn't they? Um the Kick is um a questionable streaming service that um, everybody is like screaming about how, mu- how great it is. And from what I can tell, it's just a very loud vocal minority of blue checks on Twitter screaming about how great it is. Um, but you know, every, couple weeks or so we there's some pretty major story of people moving over to this website to stream there Uh, for anybody who's uninitialized or you don't know kick gets all of their funding like they're 100 percent funded and owned by stake.com which is the most successful crypto casino gambling ring uh, on the internet and is you know legal to operate in the u.s and whatnot um but um because all of their money comes from gambling uh there's ads for gambling all over the site at all times and it's almost like i've been to kick a number of times and like watched streams on there because i know some people that have been streaming on there so i do have an account and uh using that site like is a challenge because every single time you go to the front page and it's hard to not go to the front page on kick because it always filters you back to the front page um they're always featuring gambling and slot streams And uh, they're sponsored by Stake, right? So they're constantly sponsoring people on their own site to stream their own gambling and, um, like, slots and stuff. Um, It's a a very large portion of the site, and um, they actively promote it. And there's always banner ads and stuff for Stake everywhere all over it. Recently, um, there was a rumor going around that they'd been blocked in Greece uh, for providing unauthorized gambling services. Um, now we were originally going to cover this article because, um, like they es- essentially like, um, the the, the speculation was that, um, like, here, I'll just, I'll just read this block. The, the, the new Twitch rival that recently gave XQC, uh, the, the biggest contract in streaming history is reportedly banned in Greece due to providing unauthorized gambling services. Uh, the site has been added to the. Hell- the Hellenic uh, Gaming Commission specifically to their blacklist of unauthorized gambling sites, um, but uh, Dexter Two, where I'm reading this article from, uh, got this uh, response from Kick on the 21st, uh, where a Kick's sp- po- and they they write uh, a Kick's. Sp- Spokesperson reached out to Dexter2 shortly after the news circulated, and they provided the following statement. We are experiencing a temporary problem with access to the platform in Greece, and we are working with Greek ISPs to solve this issue, and an individual channel appears to have been blocked by a specific ISP, resulting in the whole domain mistakenly being blocked. Which is worse, in my opinion. (laughs) So, yeah, I don't know. That's... It's just—it's the Wild West over there,
1: apparently. It is. It is. It is the, the, the Wild West backed by crypto gambling, which mm-hmm. is, ugh. I, I, just,
0: it, it, I, I just need to say this out loud. Back in December when I had 1,100 people watching every stream, I got an email from Stake offering me uh, $60,000 a month to stream their slots. Gambling? Two hours mm. a day. I had to do five days a week, two hours a day in order to get yeah. that. And I said, no. So Yeah. Like, yeah.
1: Gambling. Ugh, no. Yeah.
0: So like... it's it's very much a... And that, that either would have, A, blown my channel up and made me huge, or B, completely killed all the momentum I had. I mean, the momentum died anyway, but it's like...
1: I have a feeling your community would have rebelled.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. No, there, there absolutely would have been, like, an implosion <laughs> there. But, like... Yeah. Just, just looking at this, it's like kick's always in the news and it's never anything positive and i i i guess i i just i don't understand the allure that people have for this site i may, maybe it's like just people have very different morals than me or something but like it's like i was i was listening to a stream while in the airport trying to get home from montreal of pokimane hassan And xqc debating whether or not kick was a good platform to stream on and Mm. obviously like xqc is going to be very vehemently on the side of like well they just gave me a hundred million dollars so like yo these guys are pretty great um but man i just i I don't i don't get it (laughs) it's like no i i I mean i i
1: don't think i don't think it's you because I 100% agree, like, this whole gambling thing and, like, just, it's like, it's like everybody forgot, like, all the stuff that also went down with, like, steak and, like, people gambling on their side and, like, using it to circumvent, like, legislation in terms of, like, gambling and on their, like... Oh no, like it also feels uh, like everybody
0: forgot about Azubu, you know, the streaming platform that showed up mm. and bought every single esports related streamer, yeah. broadcaster and event for a solid 3 to 4 years until they went under because the money that they were getting from Japanese uh gang activity went away.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, literally, I honestly they, wonder they were if a, this they is... were
0: a money laundering front. <laughs>
1: yeah I, I that's what i'm wondering if like maybe not necessarily money laundering no, but I like definitely I, I think this like is, i'm
0: pretty tax. sure this is legit but like as legit as yeah, you yeah can but it's be like when you're in that industry
1: yeah yeah i don't know it's just uh I, I don't know i would feel dirty by association if i were to stream over there
0: uh-huh.
1: and I mean... there, there's some like there's some people that are like shouting about it that i like know personally like how it's a good thing. And I'm just like,
0: I mean, it's, it's driving really? competition and it's going to force Twitch to add new features. I mean, a lot of the, uh, the best era of Twitch quite literally was when mixer was like a threat. Yeah. Right. Yes. And mixer was never a threat. They were like 2% of the industry at peak. um, And that was right after they bought Ninja. Right. And last time I checked kick was like under 1% of the industry. And maybe they're above that now. I I don't know but there's still a very 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 small portion of the industry, right? Like YouTube is like what 17% or something, like they're mm. not a large percentage either. So in a world where we're we're, we're talking like the difference in, in in scale in an order of magnitude here um between Twitch and Kick and if any, if anything, if it drives Twitch to implement, and you know, like, there's a lot of people saying, oh, this is the kick update. They're adding features that kick has. It's like, well, no, like these, whenever, like, like when Twitch added the, um, the, uh, the, like rate your stream thing with like the different ratings and whatnot, that was, uh, in, in the works for a year right and like the the 70 30 split partner plus thing that they've been working on has been in the works since before they like initially changed the partner program where like Mm. people had five because previously for those of you who don't know you needed 500 paying subscribers and then you could renegotiate your contract to maybe get a better split through twitch when they canceled that the first time they'd already been working on this um to re-implement it basically uh and like it's way easier to get now like it's still hard with 350 paying subscribers but like that's significantly more attainable than 500, and you don't need to hire a lawyer to renegotiate your contract. So, like, yep. like, <laughs> like Twitch is making good changes, and they're not because of Kick. And I have a feeling that if, if, if Kick actually becomes competition, which right now I don't think it is. If no, I like, don't
1: think so either. No.
0: I'm I'm sorry to all the people who really like XQC, but the large majority of his fans leaving the site is not a bad thing, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Things are like a little mm-hmm. nicer around here now, um, like.
1: They're attracting all the all the 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 people that I don't want to associate myself with. Generally, yeah. And... Like mostly, like like, and and a lot of them is just like, also just you know people that have just been banned everywhere else mm-hmm. as well. It, it also reminds me a little bit of Hitbox, that site, mm. because
0: Hitbox was very, uh, like it attracted all of the, um the people that were banned from Twitch because like it was the other streaming service. And like, although Hitbox yep. was always like microscopic even compared to Mixer, right? Like I think that the Hitbox Twitter account had like 4,000 followers or something back in the day. Like, yeah, it was, it was tiny. Yeah, but yeah. like, you know, Hitbox was a alternative to Twitch. And one of their big, big selling points was you could get Hitbox partner at 20 concurrent viewers and you would get a sub button at 20 concurrent viewers. And they pay, And I think they gave you, it was uh $4 out of the $5 sub. And also, they you would get a coupon to buy games on G two A if you subscribed on that site, <laughs> <laughs> because like you know that's that's oh, the God. era that that was. Um, yeah, so, you know God. it's it's it, Twitch has always had weird competition, and the only thing that they've really done in the long run is made Twitch better. And you know that's all I really. Yeah, think that no, I do.
1: competition is like one hundred percent like good. Because, like, just the fact that competition could come up with, like, this one thing that suddenly propels them forward, is it keeps Twitch on their toes. hmm And, yeah. It's, uh, yeah.
0: Certainly. And I, I think that that's something that we need. We, we need something to keep Twitch, uh... I think "accountable" is the wrong word, but you, you know what I mean.
1: On their toes, no, on their toes for for innovation. Because like, as soon as they stop innovating things and adding things, um, the site's dead,
0: mm-hmm. I mean, right? I,
1: so I they need to they need to keep working on things, and they need to keep um, innovating, both like monetary things as well as technical things. Like, the next big thing is. Whichever streaming service can reliably integrate AV1 into their site. Isn't
0: YouTube already done that, or am I crazy?
1: But I don't think it's for streaming. Isn't it just for videos, oh, or maybe. is it for? I don't know. Is it for streaming? I don't know if you can.
0: Okay, maybe I'm off with that. I know that OBS I'm has sure. support for it already, which I think is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Even though like nothing actually like accepts it, but. But yeah, I I, I don't know the, the the current state of the streaming industry. I think is just kind of in flux because like the entirety of the tech industry is a little bit in flux right now, and um, oh no, know... apparently
1: you can actually stream to YouTube at on eighty one. Okay, yeah. Wow. Um,
0: YouTube's always been ahead on the tech side of things. Like that's the thing that yeah. YouTube's always very good at is their video player and their live streaming intake is always has always been better than everybody else. It's like always been the case. Like, they were yep. the first people to have 60 frames per second. They were the first people to have 4K. Um, mm. But, like, you know, I, I also, I don't yeah. I don't really think that higher quality streaming video necessarily benefits the streaming industry that much. I, I don't think that's... It depends
1: on the game. Thing, like, for, but... for a lot of the games that we play, it doesn't matter. But, sure. like, for yeah, Tiktokov...
0: Me, me streaming Dwarf Fortress in 4K would be a little bit uh, redundant. But, yeah, so stuff like yeah. Tiktokov and...
1: Tarkov, like, just, just, like, being able to get, like, a visually clearer um, picture at lower bit rates is gonna be massive for that game, just because of the foliage everywhere. Yeah, like, no, totally. That game just and looks the high speed. Like, yeah. That game
0: just looks like squares. It's like, oh, I can see 18 pixels. <laughs>
1: yeah, there's some people, there's some Tarkov streamer who stream on, like, 3.5k, and it's, like, when they're moving, like their camera like it's is, you know like it feels like og almost like when you watch them and it's like it they're moving like around and then the camera p- gets all pixelated and it's like ah i i remember these days
0: <laughs> fantastic yeah no I, mm. I don't know uh when it comes when it comes to 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 kick like i i know people who've moved over i know a few people actually who've moved over um and i'll be honest with you i have no idea how they're doing because i haven't watched any of
1: them <laughs> I, I no, I, so, I, I, me neither, me neither.
0: I, I think that, um, I can't remember exactly who said it, but there it was it was like Loco or somebody who said that, like, you know, ninety five percent of zero subscribers is still zero subscribers. um
1: Yeah, yeah, ninety five percent of like, even even then, like, you need to you need to get so many subs to actually make a living off of it, mm-hmm. as well. well. I mean, like,
0: and <laughs> you know, so many of us already have like a built in audience on one site that. Yeah, you know everybody likes to pretend. Oh yeah, the audience will follow you. Um, no, they no. won't. <laughs> they, they really I mean, really won't. We generally, we
1: literally saw mix, nin, ninja go from Twitch to to Mixer and like his audience like
0: ninja with a hundred and fifty thousand concurrent viewers going to Mixer and having seven. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like, exactly. I, I, XQC has already had a way better conversion rate then that over yeah. to kick like you know he's a 50 to 100,000 concurrent on twitch and he, the one time i watched him on kick he had 80,000 people watching on yeah. rocket league right so like you know he's 90% of that site right now um, mm. so like you know so i i think like in, in the current era people do move a little better but yeah, I mean...
1: Yeah, je- but it's also the type of people that move over uh, anyways. We move yes, to. also <laughs> it's
0: It's the people that are already hating and mad at Twitch that are going to move over and not the people that are invested in Twitch, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, exactly.
0: But I'm not here trying to argue why people should move over. I'm just saying that if uh, somebody else, uh, like another big company out there, made a live streaming platform to compete with Twitch that wasn't based entirely on gambling, it's like there, there are no good... Um, massive corporations out there, right? Like Amazon's an evil corporation. Mm. Like yeah. Microsoft's a bad corporation. Stake is a horrific cor- corporation. Um, <laughs> if, if if Microsoft tried again, I, I would I would give that a site like that a much more legitimate eye. Um, you know, yes, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, if Twitter tried, I wouldn't give a
1: shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah.
0: But you know, all of the. O- little open source sites keep shutting down because turns out running live streaming services is, is expensive, like it's
1: Glimmish, really expensive
0: like limits and just every shut
1: down. and and everybody like once it comes to scaling up like unless you somehow can finance your own servers and that sort of stuff, they all just mm-hmm. go back to Amazon and then that's when they realize, oh crap, this is really expensive,
0: yep, I mean I. I've thought about, like, setting up a website, getting overcast. Because, like, I I have some audience members that do this. Um, Setting up a website, getting overcast, uh, renting a little bit of server space, putting some AdSense ads on the site, and just streaming to my own website um, Mm -hmm. as a way of pushing the Patreon and putting big Patreon embeds underneath it and whatnot. Um, I've thought about doing that. And probably I should do that. But at the same time, it's kind of weirdly hard to justify the cost.
1: Yeah, I was just going to say, is it actually worth it, though?
0: I mean, if if you have, like, 50 people watching, it'll cost you a couple dollars a month. So, yeah, I would say it is. <laughs> um, But if you get, like, an influx of a couple thousand viewers suddenly on your website for some reason, uh, you're going to get a bill. Yeah. But I would say it's not not worth it. I mean, like I said, I've been looking at it. There's a few things I've been looking at over my vacation, but... Because I've been cramming up <laughs> videos for the YouTube channel and I'm working on videos that I haven't released yet because for this project that I'm working on, I
1: just haven't had can, a ton. can I can I just say I mean I know I know you went you actually went to a different place, but I also kinda wanna say your vacation doesn't really sound like a vacation.
0: No. <laughs> I've also like spent a good chunk of it like in doctors' office offices, so like that's mm. also not exactly relaxing. It was it was definitely a vacation. While I was on vacation until my YouTube channel rebelled.
1: Mm, yeah. Which was like,
0: yeah. mm. so I had to like pause all the uploads on VODs and was just like, okay, fine. And now, like, I'm completely out of the algorithm anyway. So it's not like I I, I didn't even win. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I uploaded a video this morning. It's got 400 views, which is nothing in four hours. How many hours? Four hours, four and a half oh. hours. Yeah, that's nothing. That's terrible for me.
1: Ah, oh, um, bam. Bummer. Hopefully, hopefully that sorts, it, sorts itself out again. Yeah.
0: Hopefully, need people to yep. watch my videos though. But um yeah. this this has nothing to do with my personal YouTube channel and it's not news, <laughs> but uh, I'm ending this podcast. So this has been uh, episode uh uh 75 of the Halcyon Frequency podcast. Uh, I've been your host Blind and I've been hanging out here with FG. FG, who are you and where can people find you on the internet?
1: Yeah, I'm uh I'm FG FG squared. Uh you can find me on a lot of places, but the easiest way to find me is you just go to fg fgsquared.tv. And it has links to everywhere else. And I'm
0: blind. You can find me under B-L-I-N-D-I-R-L on most platforms, except I have a new YouTube channel called Blind Extras, where I'm now putting my VODs and things. And uh, I need to hit 1,000 subscribers so that I can make money on that channel. Because uh, right now I'm at 350 at the time of recording, which is good. So hopefully we'll hit 1,000 subscribers pretty quick on that channel. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, and uh, I return to streams on uh, Monday, so the day after this podcast goes up. So swing by, say hi, and help, help me out because like I've got to recover from my vacation, um, <laughs> and uh, not much of a, a vacation, as FG said, but. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go edit this podcast now. Thanks very much for listening to this episode. Uh, This has been the Halcyon Frequency Podcast. If you want to find more episodes of this podcast, you can find them over at halcyonfrequency.com. And uh, real quick shout-outs to Peter Pohl and Paul Mile for the lovely intro and outro music that you're hearing right now, most likely. And uh, episodes go up every Sunday. And uh, if it doesn't show up in a location where you look for podcasts, let me know, and I will make it appear there, although it should be everywhere at this point. And uh, until next week, don't touch that dial. This is Halcyon Frequency, signing off.